And also special mention to Brooke because I am in um, LA and I went to the Crocs outlet and I did buy mint green Crocs because of Miss Brooke. I was like, I saw them and I was Did like, you actually? Yeah, I, they're beautiful. I love <laughs> them. It feels like I'm walking on a cloud. And how does mint green look on your pale ginger skin, Hamish? Gorgeous. It really like, <laughs> it's on the opposite side of the color wheel to my orange freckles. So it looks stunning. The Crumbs. Welcome to The Crumbs. You're with Courtney, Tom and Hamish. Turns out that Tom's actually back in the country. Uh, Hamish is still abroad. Hamish, where are you at the moment? I am currently in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Los Angeles? Los Angeles. Oh my God. Los Angeles? Los, I don't know. Los Angeles. You went Los to Angeles. Disneyland? I'm in LA. I went to Disneyland. Are you just full of food? Yeah, there was like two days where I couldn't poo and I got really scared. So <laughs> That's America like... for you. Yeah, honestly, it's... like the food just makes you not be able to digest anything else. I think it's probably all like the protein or like did you have a turkey leg, a giant turkey leg I did not in the end? Touch a turkey leg, I didn't. I don't think it's protein oh. so much as like American food basically has like no fibre, no real actual sustenance in it. Substance. Yeah, it's yeah. literally just like we, processed food. I haven't like we're we're staying in hotels obviously so we're not like cooking and some like some of the hotels we're staying at have like i'm doing air quotes but they can't see me because my camera's not working but like breakfast provided and literally the hotel we stayed at um in anaheim for disneyland we were like oh so where's breakfast because usually they like set up like a coffee station and have some like pastries and stuff and they she was like how many and i was like two of us and she like threw two crumpled brown paper bags at us they had like individually wrapped like cheese danish a like stale individually wrapped muffin and like a broken nature's valley muesli bar and wait like, can i can i just stop you there it sounds like the catering for the great kiwi baker i think it might have been the same it might have been the same it actually sounds better there was some more variety there so <laughs> well we're glad that you were able to make it and have a chat with us anyway hamish very nice of you and mm-hmm. tom you've literally just got off a flight like not that long ago hey? i i I literally just arrived half hour ago. Like I am so I'm literally dying of man flu. Like so oh. excuse my nasally voice. Jesus. Um oh my god. So just the listeners probably don't want to listen to this, but I so I ended up get, we ended up getting dragged out last night. We went out on a night out in Fitzroy and I think King and I went to bed at like three thirty and our alarm was set for six six thirty. So I've had I've had about three hours sleep. I'm still drunk. And I've got like this man flu, which I, you know, when you can feel a cold coming on and it's like it's chilling, and you're like, nah, nah, I'm ignoring it, I'm ignoring it. And then I just got drunk. And then when I woke up this morning, it was like, boom, you're ill. Can I just say something that I don't think it's possible for Tom to be dragged out? <laughs> I, you're like, you're the one dragging. 100%. Maybe. No, I. We've discussed this before. I'm old. Like, I never go out. Even my friends are like, you, you used to be cool, you never go out anymore. At least you're keeping on brand by still being drunk on the podcast true but this is the only time but this is the only time i'm not actually drinking wine the thought of drinking wine right now is like oh rough times well i've been living a boring life guys i've still not left masterton so at least you're living um a great life for me (laughs) so guys it was cake week part two apparently otherwise known as chocolate week oh my god it it was there was a lot of cake guys i mm, Let's let's just get straight into it. And I wonder if we do things a little bit differently this week because there's only what four of them potentially talking individually about each sort of person. That's yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah so easy to do that. starting off signature, 
I don't know about your thoughts, team, but a signature chocolate cake is potentially one of the most boring signatures I've heard for a semi-final. Like, could the producers not have come up with something better? Agree. Agree. Yeah, they did. They did say they wanted like pizzazz and stuff. They were like, it can't. Peter was like, it can't just be a chocolate cake. We want like a chocolate cake. But they were just chocolate cakes. This is the thing, though. They were like, I think I can't remember which judge it was, but when they were describing what the signature challenge should be, they kind of contradicted themselves and saying like, it's got to be, um, like you know, outstanding. But it's got to be something that they make all the time. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, so you want it to be like a bog standard chocolate cake? But also, mate. Yeah. Like, in comparison, again, to I feel like what we had to do, and I don't want to keep going back to our season, but we had chocolate bars that had to have, like, an element of biscuit, an element of chocolate. You had to temper your chocolate. You had to have, like, caramel. You had to have something else, whatever it was. We had to make 12 of them. They all had to be identical. And at least it was a different avenue of baking, whereas I feel like I've seen so many cakes, like, so many cakes. Yeah. Uh, That's probably Jordan's influence, though, right? Because she is the caker. Let's put something else forward to the producers if one of them, perchance, listens to the show. For Chocolate Week 2020. Chocolate Danishes, chocolate croissants, chocolate, um, oh, slice, some sort of chocolate slice where it all has to be the same. Um, what else is chocolatey? Like a chocolate domed something, almost like I guess like they did with the entremet. What else are you thinking? I just reckon, like, isn't it such a food trend, well, at least on my TikTok, is like, molded chocolate like chocolate work just like do like i know for like a signature it's a bit like harder but like just do something with like molding chocolate or do something with something that requires like a little bit more like cake at this stage of the competition isn't really wowing anyone even if it had just been like god like chocolate cupcakes or i said they're going to do macarons maybe like chocolate macarons or something in that line where it's not just chocolate cake but we were, we were dealt a chocolate cake, um, so let's run through all of the contestants, I guess. Um, we'll start with Monique. That was the one that seemed to get the most negative feedback. She had a chocolate cake with white chocolate and passion fruit ganache, and then her white chocolate mirror glaze. Mirror glaze, yeah. Yeah, well, mirror glaze with a little asterisk yeah. next to it. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally, inverted commas. Um, question mark. Um, yeah, no, it didn't really work out for her, did it? Um, as soon as she started touching it. Oh. Why am I touching it? Why am I touching it? Stop it touching it. It keeps touching it, yeah. <laughs> it was really weird. I'm kind of going off tangent, like on a tangent already, but like I wanted to say like straight off the bat, like it's really funny watching people in their comfort zones. Like um, like Victoria, she like, you know, she likes, she loves chocolate. She loves working with chocolate. She was so happy throughout this episode. Whereas yeah. somebody like Monique, like doesn't, that's out of her comfort zone. And she was just so stressed the whole time and to be honest flashbacks hashtag flash for anybody that watched our season they'll know that i like failed spectacularly and bowed out in in chocolate week in in our season and it was just something that i've never ever done before and i was like and it shows in your face and shows in the stress and for monique bless her i think it showed but she was making a cake what's the stress like if you're tempering chocolate i get it there's stress or even like maybe a chocolate ganache if you've not done that before, but like you got to choose your recipe, so it's kind of like, I um, yeah, I don't, I just don't see how it was that stressful of a challenge personally, unless you made it yourself really stressful. I think it also like she did the whole like, how do I make this interesting? And she went the kind of like white chocolate and fruit route, which no one else really did, um, yeah. which is like a yum combination, like white chocolate passion fruit, delicious. Yum, but then yeah. like Jordan was like. It doesn't look like a chocolate cake. And I was like, well, chocolate cake. I had actually written down 
that I really liked that she stood apart. Like it was different. Yeah. It was colorful. It was something, and it's still white chocolate. It still had chocolate and all the elements. Yeah. She just chose a different path. I don't think she should be shit on for that. I, I do kind of tend to agree with Jordan though. Like I feel as though like when you cut into that cake, you'd think it would be like a vanilla, like passion fruit or something. Do you know what I mean? Like mirror glaze. But not like chocolate. Surprise. How fun. <laughs> um, and like, I think if they had said maybe like the ultimate like decadent chocolate cake, yeah. then you would have gone down that route. But they were like signature chocolate cake. It was it was so open to interpretation, I guess. And can I just say with regards to Jonathan, like at the very beginning, he was like, okay, so semifinals, guys, I really kind of need to tone down, down. <laughs> tone it, tone it down, and just concentrate on getting things good. Did he tone tone it down? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I think he got his like lifty, loosey, righty, tighty around the wrong way, and like wound it up, and like added more. Yeah, I think. I think. Do you know what though? He pulls it off. Like he, I he hasn't really struggled. Like he has all these crazy ideas, and for the most part, he manages to put someone up. So ball, like yeah, yeah, it it. comes together. He's a absolutely. I really admire his um, flavor pairing. Like he is, he's got it in his head. Like he's just got that like like eighth or ninth sense when it comes to like matching flavors exactly yeah, so, what goes and i think it was like dark chocolate plum and whiskey or something wasn't it whiskey soaked cherries um chocolate cream cheese butter icing his chocolate cake um oh wait no you're thinking about his showstopper you're, yeah you're jumping oh ahead right there, sorry oh yes yeah, classic situation <laughs> um the- I did have a really hard time watching him try to ice his cake when clearly his like filling was like running oh. and the cake was just moving oh. all over the place. And I was like, that's, that's stressing me out. I, that think, is... I know exactly what he said, but he was like, any tips for like a wonky cake? And I was like, stop, it's too hard. <laughs> put it in the fridge, like put it in the freezer. <laughs> Especially with like a, a, like a cream cheese frosting as well. Oh, like, I know. So weak. Cream cheese icing is just not designed to make, like, pretty cakes. I just don't think it is. It's a soft icing for a rustic-looking cake, you know? Yeah, true. I absolutely loved Victoria's flavour. Yes. Malt chocolate can fuck me right up. I love it. Anything malt is delicious, and I just think that was so... And, like, uh, I don't know. I just thought it was pretty. The way she did it was great. And like you said, Tom, you could tell she was in her element. She knew what she was doing. Mm. She was a pleasure to watch this week. A pleasure to watch. We like basically like was a Disney princess throughout the whole episode. Like, but like birds were landing on her and like chirping and and like she just looked so happy and like beautiful. And I was like, man, she's just really it's like her flow state. Mm -hmm. And I love malt and chocolate, like you, Courtney. Like, it's just such a nice way to like bring chocolate down a notch, so you can like basically eat more of it. In my, (laughs) it's just a it's a a complex flavor. Like, there's Mm. um. A like Rushman Rose is this ice cream place in Hawke's Bay and they do this malted milk vanilla ice cream and it is honestly the best thing in the world. It's so good and like I just it's all I want. I just want malt chocolate constantly. Um we did have a lot of issues with ganache in this first challenge. Oh my god, those ganache being made again, again. Everyone had again, problems with again. ganache. Like honestly, I I don't know if it was just a stress situation or Let's just put it out there. Lint chocolate is not made for ganache. There's so much yeah. oil. There's so much oil in lint chocolate. No, if, like lint tastes bloody yum. It's so good, but not for baking team. Not for baking. No. Yeah. And when like it's also you've got studio light Ganache is such a temperature game. It's like, I think Jordan's tip of like adding cold cream works like 
percent of the time but the rest yeah. of it it's like it could like sometimes i add room temperature water to take an ash and it like saves it like it's the water yeah it's so bizarre the cardinal sin That's so weird <laughs> Yeah, I thought like water and chocolate would make it go like. They hate no, but if it's yeah. separate, if it's like when last time I made lint ganache, I added room temperature water and it just saved it completely. It just made the oil like seize and then it turned into a ganache. But like, I just felt so sorry for him. I was like, someone just bring the box of fucking Whitakers, please. Yes, please. <laughs> um, and then the only other one we've really got to touch on and. It ended up being quite contentious, given the technical, uh, was Brock, who did oh a chocolate my gosh, ginger cake, yeah. miso caramel, white chocolate, ginger ganache. Um, I just feel like Brooke is playing directly into the Jordan playbook, right? She knows yeah. what Jordan loves, and she's playing right into it. I mean, I don't want to shit on Brooke, but I feel like for the first time, and especially hearing that the um, technical was like real similar... I'm like, because we know she kind of changed her recipes at the last minute, didn't she? So on, on one on one side, she's like that she's giving herself an advantage, um, but at the same time, like having to change her recipes that late in the day, um, she's putting herself at a disadvantage. So I don't know yeah. if, if it's working for her, but um, I almost felt tiny bit cheated. But I guess she did, she didn't know that that. that the technical is going to be that so we can't so i got a little bit of insight because i did think it was really interesting that they allowed a technical to go ahead that was like pretty much identical to a signature bake surely they like jordan has thousands of cakes they could have done anything else it turns out that brooke changed her recipe the night before and no really yes so they didn't know and obviously at that point it was too late to try and like because it would have been baked in the same day. So, yeah, um, yeah I don't think production was stoked. <laughs> um, and, and that was the result. And, I, yeah, it was a bit shit. And potentially, I mean, going forward, maybe that will stop bakers from being able to change their recipes so last minute because it did end up putting a weird kind of spin on that episode. Yeah, wow. I wonder, I wonder, if, they, I wonder if they got pissy about it. Yeah, do, well, do you think that's why they uh, made Brooke second in the technical? Spoiler alert. They were just like, oh, can't put you first. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think Monique, Monique did a better job, but um, that was just some insight because I, I just genuinely was like, how did production like allow this and the food people like? Because you, again, behind the scenes, you have to submit your recipes like honestly, like a couple of weeks beforehand, so that they kind of know what's happening. So I did find that quite interesting. Um, all in all, signature, pretty bloody easy for a semi final. Coming out of it, I think we could all agree that they were setting up Monique to be going home, right? Like, you kind of got that sense. She just, I think it was that thing where, like, if you, if your wheels start to come off on the signature, it's probably going to be your, I mean, like, we saw that she won the technical and that still couldn't even save her. So, like, I think it's just kind of like, it put her in the wrong mindset. Yeah. They, I mean, they they did, they did kind of when they interviewed Brooke. I think it was the Brooke was saying how you know like she is amazing in the technical always, and she's won it quite a few times, and that could be like a pivoting point. Or talk, talking about pivoting point, Brooke is now labelled the pivot queen. The pivot queen. Yeah. Pivot. 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 Um. But what was I talking about? Fuck. Um. <laughs> oh my god. Honestly, I'm so hungover. I don't even know where I am right now. The crumbs. So I guess all of that talk um, of the technical leads us straight into talking about it. So it was Jordan's stroke, stroke Brooks meso caramelized white chocolate. Meso caramelized white chocolate cake. Look for me, meso 
again something that is like i mean i i appreciate miso in like you know a cup of soup i love that umami mouthfeel but like my Salty. my constant face when i have like a sweet product that's like oh miso is um monique's face when she tried it <laughs> did she try it straight initially because yeah. i was like oh I girl no bit, i think it was a bit on the beta and i think she just kind of i was like that's fermented bean curd hun Yum, 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 yum. Yeah. Again, this is a surprise to no one because I am a basic white girl who just likes basic things. I don't bake with miso, and I'm the same as you. Give me a free little cup of miso with some sushi on a cold day, and I'm here. Like, love it. Thank you. Um, And I'm the Japan queen, so I love it, right? Mm -hmm. But in baking, like, oh. My first thing was when they do the, like, judges, like, Jordan showing off the cake that she baked, did that not look like the driest slab of cake you've ever seen in your life? Yeah, it didn't look incredible. I was like, this one she brought no. from the shop. This one, like, hoofed it from K-Road to, like, Harihua <laughs> and um, has seen better days, I think. It just didn't look, it didn't look the most inspiring when I saw the, um, saw that cross-section of it. Um, I, th- I think, in her defense, I think her cakes are a bit like that, though, when you look at them. Because, like, you, they, what a cake does, it does like a, they do like an amazing selection. And they, they do like a variety cake as well, where you can have like a slice of all the flavors. And they do it in like a um, bloody cupcake form. And they don't, like, the banana one with the chocolate in it is incredible. But on appearance, it kind of just looks like a bit stodgy and dry. Um, but they're not. So maybe it's just a look thing. Yeah, and it might be. That's the thing. We can't taste, so I don't know. It was just something I noted, and actually my mum texted me as well and was like, damn, that looks dry. And I was like... <laughs> no, Pam. Dry as a nun's vagina. Bloody Pam, honestly. she's She's got the feedback, I tell you. We Pam. I got, we, we Pam. Pam. We Pam. Another niggle, and I'm just going to keep throwing it out there. They didn't have to temper chocolate again. We had to do it in every single like challenge in Chocolate Week. We had to temper chocolate. Spoiler alert. No so one tempered chocolate in this whole episode. <laughs> Well, no, because if you're going to pour hot liquid over it again, going, jumping forward, it's going to melt. It's chocolate, either way. <laughs> Not impressed. But yeah, the technical... I mean, they've already done a cake of cake. This one probably wasn't very, like, surprising for them. Is that your cat? Yeah, sorry, team. Um... okay? <laughs> There's another cat outside, and that's Banksy. He's adorable, love him to death, but he wants to get into my house constantly, and she will defend my honour. So, my thoughts here are... That cake was no different to the signature in the first week. Yeah, 100%. W- w- do you not think it was more complicated, had more elements? No, it just had a different flavour. in the slightest. It was just different flavours. It wasn't hard enough. You've got it. like, this is a semi-final. But the tip for a technical is cream the butter and sugar. Like, <laughs> what the hell? I was like, you're doing... Like, like we do on every single cake that we bake ever. Yeah, and they're like, she's like, for a minimum of three minutes. And I was like, what the hell? That's not even like a minimum. That's just like best basic knowledge. Like... Yeah. And again, I don't like nothing against Jordan. She's created an empire shit. Like amazing. But her cakes are not like spectacular cakes. Do you know what I mean? They are, her, her style is quite a rustic, simple looking cake. So it's not even like they had to do something really hard. It was just, it's two cakes with some ganache and some sprinkles. Yeah, they're, like, they're shabby chic. So, like, there wasn't anything, like, te- technical, technical. Like, what, there was what? No. Did they have nuts? You had to, the the only thing that anyone mucked up was that Jonathan didn't quite make his caramel 
like dark shiny enough, enough really. Yeah. Like, yeah, dark enough. But yeah, I think it was just like for a technical, they've done it all before. They've shown that they can do all of this stuff before. So it was just like an episode one, not an episode seven technical. Like a chocolate souffle or something. Come on, guys. Well, that's, that was exactly my point here. Was for a chocolate week challenge. It's not the most chocolate forward cake. No, they've got caramelized that's, white that's chocolate, true. right? A hundred grams of caramelized white chocolate in the cake and then a chocolate ganache and that's it. And the like yeah. overarching flavour. I I'm, I'm, I might as well go into it. So I ended up making it because everyone else was abroad living their best life. <laughs> so I made the technical this week and I'll I'll break it down into two thought processes. First, like what I thought about it flavour wise, because I would never pick up a recipe for a miso caramelized white chocolate cake with sesame seeds and go, mmm, let me add it. That sounds like a bit of me. (laughs) But I took it into work today and the overarching feedback was that everyone liked it. You don't pick up a huge amount of miso, to be fair. It has got a decent amount in it, like pretty much every element does. Um, It just has this kind of like saltiness to it, you know, which is what you're going to get from the miso. Um... The cake itself, it's not super moist. It isn't overly dry either, to be fair. Um, The best part is you have to do these, like, miso caramel nuts with, like, sesame seeds on them. And I was like, that's really yum. Like, I was all about that. Um, So flavors-wise, I actually really liked the cake, (laughs) weirdly enough. And I didn't think I was going to. What brand of chocolate did you use for the ganache? (laughs) For the cake, I used Whitaker's because I'm a baker. (laughs) And I'm going to use proper chocolate. (laughs) Um, so then it just comes down to the to baking process of it. Um, and I made it last night when I came home from work. I was, I'd literally done a wedding. I was half asleep and I made the cake in a couple of hours. Like it's not a hard cake. I'm sorry, but you have to caramelize some nuts. You have to make a streusel or whatever it is. Some It's basically like a cookie dough thing and bake a couple of cakes. It's, yeah, that's my thoughts on it, team. <laughs> so we think an easy technical, like easy signature, easy technical. Yeah. Yes, for a semi-final, and I think you you felt that as a as a viewer, there wasn't that much excitement. No, I was kind of like, next challenge, please. Yeah. So Jono um, came fourth or last. He did, and third was Victoria, second was Brooke, and first was Monique, our technical queen. I think that's well like done, the Monique. fourth technical she's won, like the, literally mm. the best in Kiwi Bake Off history. So power to her a girl can read a recipe and she knows her like basics which is i just think so evident i love how when peter and the caker well the caker her name is jordan when peter and jordan were like eating the um victoria's cake which had double the amount of chocolate in it they were like yum like jordan couldn't pick out like obviously oh yeah because you got all the chocolate in, the in it. like yeah. this tastes good and i was like hun it is a bit of a weird one though so the recipe says in the like ingredients part, it says 200 grams of white chocolate. And then in the written part, it says put in 100 grams of white chocolate. And then I read the recipe like four times. And I was like, where does the other 100 grams of chocolate go? Does it, and it just doesn't. Between the layers? Nothing. No. no, nothing. It's nowhere. So I don't know if that was just an error. Or like contingency in case the like... Um... Some of the chocolate burns, burns when you caramelize But it. then you do it all together. Like, you roast it all together. So... But you know, oven. I now have 100 grams of just caramelized white chocolate floating around. Send it so. to America, please. <laughs> Send it to America. I might put it in some cookies. I'm pretty sure they have... I'm pretty sure you probably had enough chocolate, Hamish. That's true. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> the crumbs. It all boils down to the showstopper. It all boils down, down to the, to the showstopper. showstopper. <laughs> <laughs> um, which it kind of does, to be honest. And so this week, the oh my god, I can't, I can't even remember how to pronounce this. Chocolate entreme with a chocolate tempered dome, dome or something yep. covering it that was then going to be poured with some form of hot liquid to reveal the beautiful entremet underneath. I actually did like this challenge. I love the concept of the challenge. Yes. I wanted I wanted to know what everyone's hot liquid was, and I don't think we'd learned what anyone's hot liquid was. No, they didn't mention it I don't it think all, we learned what half the people did for the entremet. All we saw the whole challenge was just people trying to make domes. Yeah, that was like a good like thirty minutes of t- television of just, yes. like, people pouring chocolate in. But that's where all the drama llama was. That's why the, dra- the drama llama. Drama llama. Yeah, I understand it was, but maybe start like they went straight into like the dome stuff. I'm like maybe just start with telling us what people are doing because like an entremet is quite a if you do one properly, it should be like six or something layers of of you know a gel. It's I mean it's like the trifle terrain all over again. <laughs> entremet is before they start making it yeah it just went straight in. initially i didn't even realize it was an entremet i just heard the dome part and i don't even think i'd heard about the hot liquid i don't know it, it just yeah maybe it's just editing wise it wasn't put together very well think, yeah brooke, brooke definitely used coffee hey? i think brooks was definitely coffee because it's like a tiramisu vibe and it looked like coffee when but you, I mean, it like, you wouldn't want to pour just like coffee on right when you want you'd want to do like a simple syrup with coffee it, in it or something yeah it has to be like sweet in it yeah but I mean, like, it's basic, basically what it is, is a tiny layered dessert, I guess, because it's like mousse, biscuit, chocolate, something yes. with a dome over it. Yeah. I feel like everyone went real large as well, especially uh, Jono. Um, oh, Jono. He took a leaf out of my book doing things way too big. He had to fit a region of flavours in his entremet. Yeah, this is true. Oh, that's right. This was the Ode to Otago. Hazelnut sponge, oh, blackcurrant, pinot poached pinot, pears, chocolate yeah. mousse. Not simple, but all tasty. Pears, chocolate, blackcurrants, yeah. delicious. Yeah, I think he, again, he clearly is very good with his flavours. I feel like that's coming through. And pretty good with execution, really. Like, for such a big entremet, he did a pretty good job. Obviously, the, the dome didn't didn't go so well. But if, but if he'd have, like, reeled himself back and made it cute, then he wouldn't have had such a stressful time making a massive fucking massive dome. dome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that would have taken like stress out of it and it would have been perfectly executed then because they loved what he produced, but it was just huge. Yeah. yeah I, I agree with you there. I have never been so stressed as watching Monique trying to make a chocolate dome in a stainless steel bowl. Stop. Oh my God. I've got that. Okay. I stopped <laughs> looking at my notes because I, I can't even read my fucking notes, but I remember the notes was like, why is Monique using a fucking metal bowl? And then I think she had like a noodle canteen bowl or a something. Little, like... A little thin plastic white bowl or something. How how did she, how did you did she think the chocolate was just going to pop out? At least you know like molds like silicon molds they're like silicon for a reason because they like those, you can like, push it out. Proper hard plastic ones like Brooke had where yeah. you can like get a bit of leverage to like pop it out. But a stainless exactly. steel bowl it's never going to happen. Like I don't know how she thought that was going to happen. Oh my god, I just, and she kept going and I was like, please dear god, someone give her something else that she can do it in, because it's just, it's so hard to watch. And I felt so bad for her, like, she was getting, you could, I, that's the most stressed I think we've seen Monique, and I just kept thinking like, this poor girl was pregnant. I know. She's got like, all those hormones going on, and she's trying to 
bloody make a dome and a stainless steel bowl. Like, who let her do this? The only way I thought she could have got away with that is because I saw that she had, she was using, like, the little blowtorch for her mirror glaze and the signature. And I was like, if you put yeah. a little bit of heat on a stainless steel bowl, it might no. be out, but fuck. Uh, yeah, that'd be, that's dodgy, though, because if anything... Everything was dodgy bit... with this... With these, it's gonna melt. like the opposite of Victoria, like yes, super stressed yeah. and yeah. yeah, yeah. Victoria and Brooke were two the two that just clearly shone and had had put a bit of time or or just had better understanding, I think, on how to do some of this chocolate work. How many um, diamonds did Brooke make? Maybe fifteen thousand, <laughs> like eight, <laughs> like eight. Rumor has it that Puttyhole Farm was covered in them afterwards, just yeah. all diamond chocolate rocks. Um. I like something I wrote about Brooke is she like rationalizes with the camera and it makes me laugh so much. She's like, okay guys, this is like just a tester. It's just a tester. It's fine. And then she's like, okay, now, now I'm doing the proper one. I hope like she's constantly like trying to protect herself to, to, like, right, in case something goes herself. wrong. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It made me laugh a lot. Cause she was doing it a lot in this like last challenge. I think tempering chocolate is something that like we hear a lot about but not many people do it because it's quite a faff. Like, you know, you're taking chocolate to a certain temperature, bringing it down and then bringing it back up to a temperature in those, in the, especially like in a studio setting, like you might've practiced it at home under nice circumstances and like nailed it. But like in the studio setting, it's not going to work and it can really just like make you go a little bit insane. I feel like it's one of those things. It's just literally down to the gods whether it happens or not. Unless you're Absolutely. like Buddy Thomas, what's his face, main chocolatier, where it, wherever it's from. Tempering chocolate is a nightmare. Even Brooke, uh, Brooke, fuck. Even Courtney, you did it by accident. Hey, do you remember in that like in our challenge? She was like, it's so, it works. Oh my god! And then and then it went like real. And then it went real hard, real quick, and it looked amazing. But you're like, I need to do it now. I need to do it now. I was, I literally like I was going to say to Hamish there. I. The whole practicing at home, not once when I practiced at home did my chocolate temper. And I just went into there being like, that's fine. I'll just prepare for it not to temper. So I was like, I'm going to need half an hour for my chocolate to set so that I can then like wrap it around my cake. And I started like doing it onto the stainless steel bench and like it was setting as I was doing it. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) And yeah, it was very, very fucking stressful, especially when you're not expecting it. I've not tempered chocolate since I've not been like been on the show. I, no. You really, you need, I'm doing something pretty special if I'm tempering chocolate for you. Well, I've never tempered chocolate, still to this <laughs> day. Yeah, we're, not, we're not fucking chocolatiers. We don't need. We don't need a chocolate that snaps. We just need a chocolate that like melts in our mouth. So just like yeah. A- absolutely, yeah. And I think that the fact that they, they didn't, they weren't like tapping on the shells and like seeing how shiny they were. They were like pour on the hot liquid, pouring stuff yeah. on it. Yes, exactly. I, was there even any mention about if anyone no. had tempered theirs or not? No. I, the only one I actually wrote was that Victoria's didn't look tempered. Um, but I guess you couldn't tell once she had because she put like, the gold the luster yeah. dust, which is another interesting point. What do we think about the very, like, the continuation of this, like, personal preference coming into judging? I want to talk about the, the, the theme of glitz and glam in this cast. Between, like, <laughs> Lucas's silver balls, cherries. Um, everyone's obsession with gold leaf, and now yeah. Brooke had the gold leaf this week, and now Victoria's like bronzed. Like what? What shape was that? Like a round beehive. Hey, beehive. Yeah, I thought it was beehive. beehive-y, Yeah, kind of like pyramidy something. Um, I'm all for it, but I'm clearly a glitter gal. Like I, the more shine, the better. I am a magpie. I'm a bit like doesn't. It's not food to me. When something is metallic, I'm just like 
Am I going to taste that? But you won't, because it's lusted us. You're not going to, like, notice it. It's, I guess, very natural judges. They're like, no food colouring, no shine. Which is fine, but it's personal preference, right? Also, I think it kind of fits into the brief as well. When you think when you think of um, believe, like, fancy, like, restaurant where you're pouring shit onto the chocolate thing. It just, like, if it's kind of powdered in something, I feel like that's quite what like you would see that do you know what i mean so i can see why she went down I feel that like route hers was the best looking yeah. and it came down to it looked finished and complete like it was it had this kind of I don't, I don't know how to describe it like potentially if you had had really beautifully tempered chocolate that was shiny and delightful then that would have stood above the rest but none of them had that so the fact that she'd done that shine I think, it just kind of completed well, her look maybe the problem was that it was too much i think like it maybe looked like quite a lot. Like, I think, you know, like, shine, you can, like, add a bit to it. But it looked like it was quite a coating. Like, you couldn't see the chocolate underneath it. It wasn't yeah, just, like, it, was... it wasn't a shimmering chocolate. It was, like... A copper penny. It's exactly what Jasmine did last year in chocolate with uh, the Couge. We had to do chocolate collars, and she painted hers gold, remember? With Luster Dust. Yeah. Yeah, she did. And it was beautiful. And not everything, like... I just think Jordan was really hard on it. And I was like, you might have a personal preference to do rustic, very average looking cakes, but there are people out there <laughs> who want to do, I'm sorry, but it's true. Wow. Like... <laughs> but people like some people want glitz and glam and something different. And like that was to me was a showstopper element. And I just think it's unfair that they keep shitting on people for using um, things like lusted us and using things like, um, artificial gel food colour or whatever, when the majority of home cooks, that's what people are using. And this is a show for home cooks or home bakers. I just like glitter, okay? <laughs> when you like pink and she likes glitter, okay? <laughs> I did write, Jordan didn't have anything to say about Brooke's gold leaf, which to me is exactly the same as putting sparkle on. So the diamond was covered in big blobs of gold leaf. I, pers- I personally didn't think the gold leaf was necessary. I think it was a bit like... So, yeah, but the thing is, this is the sporadically inconsistent judging again, isn't it? It's like, we, we like Brooks gold leaf, but we don't like the lusted us from Victoria. I just thought it was it all might, a bit... It might come down to editing as well. Jordan might have... Oh, the, uh, yeah, Hamish, I was honestly just about to say that because, like, we all know from having been there that it's up to whoever is doing the edit. So perhaps we've been a bit harsh on the judges. I think the judges will will have made a load of comments and then the edit, like, just... Oh, absolutely. And we know that you're there and you get a lot more feedback. But I just, I guess it's, we only get to see such a small snippet and it does come across as a bit inconsistent. And it's not the first week that we've said that. And can I just say, like, the editors, like, like through, through the power of editing, they, like, can sway people's minds. Like, they will oh, determine... Hugely. They will determine who's the people watching at home, like, who their favourites are. Do you know what I mean? Courtney, Courtney does that every week with our podcast. She is swaying people to think that <laughs> everyone should use pink food colouring and glitter. Um, actually, Tom's the most prepared for our um, podcast every week. I just edit it to make it sound like he's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, You're so mean. I will. I know, I'm so mean. I will say, to balance out my harsh comments on the judges... Just as an overarching, the whole episode, I'm really liking Haley and Pax. I love what Pax has brought to the show. I feel yeah. like they just seem more relaxed and almost like less staged than what Mads and Haley were. Nothing against Mads. I just think, I don't know if it's new writers or if, I don't know what it is, but I just am really enjoying it. I think vibe. it's just fresh, right? It's just like a new person for yeah. Haley to like have some yeah. fun with on set. And she'd kind of probably done everything she could with Mads. Like, I think 
there's only so many things you can do to like tell people there's 30 minutes left of a bake. Yeah. And I'll say as well, actually, I'm enjoying Peter and Jordan a lot more than I would have a new season watching bloody Dean and Sue again. Robots, McGee. (laughs) So that pretty much brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, Our star baker for the second time around was Victoria. Um, I think well-deserved. Like you guys Mm -hmm. said, she was very calm composed angelic baker looked happy smiley yeah j- j- baker of the barn <laughs> and um and this week we said goodbye to our beautiful wholesome home baker no. monique. not monique no see you later <laughs> <laughs> no i no i love it wait who's monica i, who's I, Mon- I like monica. sorry yes tom it's monica that's going home this week I love her. She's so good. She is really good. A slice of whatever she makes. Um, I should probably add in here. Normally, we have a chat with um, the baker that's gone home, and we haven't set that up each week. It's kind of just we've been reaching out to bakers as they sort of get eliminated and asking if they're keen to hop on. Um, and unfortunately, we weren't able to get hold of Monique this week. Um, we're guessing that she's probably got a newborn and is very busy. Um, she so probably, she's got a baby on Monique. her breast at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Tom. So we would have loved to have Monique, and we're sending out all our love to her. Like, you did an amazing job, Monique. It's been wonderful watching you. Um, we, we got to episode seven, and Tom's finally learnt your name, so it's beautiful. Oh, my God, once. I said it once. <laughs> you got it right once. Monica slash Monique. We, um, <laughs> honestly, I just, again, and, I mean, Hamish, she was your pick to win for quite a long part of this, this podcast. And you, Courtney. In the middle yeah, there, you were... Yeah, you I, were like in the middle there. You were like Monique, Monique, Monique. I stand yeah. by my love for Monique. I think Same. the stuff that she put out was like, I would like a slice of that. I would like a piece of that. Like everything she did was like, it looked Moorish. It looked like it was going to feed her family. I'm jealous of her yes. newborn baby because they will eventually get to grow up and eat all of their mum's um, delicious baking. Imagine living in that house. Like she, for me, was just the most all-round baker. Like we didn't get to see a bread week or a savory sort of week or something like that. So we didn't get to see. I feel like where she would have shone the most, which was in those weeks. She's a classic home baker, right? Like, which is what yes. the show's about. Um, yeah. But then, sadly, but sadly for her, you do need that element of like that, you know, that je ne sais quoi as well to make things just extra pretty and go the extra mile. Uh, and she's a mate. She's an amazing baker. We we can clearly see that. But I think she yes. just was a bit uncomfortable going the extra mile. Maybe the crumbs. Last week when we ended the podcast, we all predicted our top three, and without actually working it with each other, we all chose different people. And the winner was me. Look at you yeah. go. So we have got yeah. Brooke, we've got Victoria, and we've got Jonathan. That is our final three for Bake Off Season 4. Who's going to take it out? Team Brooke. Brooke. Oh my god, I think it's going to be Victoria. Actually, I feel like it might be Victoria as well. No, I'm, I don't know. I think I think the, the <laughs> Disney birds have picked her up by her shoulders, and they've been like, <sighs> let's fly you into the final with like a really like a big gust of wind yes. in her sails. I think she's just going to be like, yeah. And it's, the, it's like, I don't, it's like the finale, so it'll be like big showstoppery. She's good at those big things. Yeah. If we know anything, yeah. like, Jono's going to be, like, overwhelmed by putting 50,000 <laughs> amazing flavors. 
an element. I think Brooke is good at working fast, though, which makes me think again. John is going to do 800 flavors. I think if we cut to like six months ago, the night before the finale, when Brooke was triple second, quadruple guessing her recipes for the next day, you know? I think mm. she, she'll be like, yep. her brain will be like, but um, I think Victoria's just going to go in there and be like, yeah, let's smash it. So Victoria's my call. Yeah, I think you're, I think you might be right, but I'm, I'm going to stick with Brooke. But I think at this point you legally have to stick with Brooke. <laughs> yeah, it's contract <laughs> contractually. Can I just be Switzerland? I just I can't choose. <laughs> you want you want them to break the glass cake plate into three and give everyone a piece, like in Mean Girls. I mean, I was waiting for it last year, but it didn't fucking happen, did it? So... <laughs> You're my winner. Thanks, Hamish. Uh, that is pretty much it for the crumbs this week. We have got the finale next week. We are wrapping everything up, which is so exciting. That's gone so quickly. Just like so that. Quickly. Bake Off's nearly over, guys. There'll be a bloody filming season five soon. All right. Uh, we will be back next week for the finale. Uh, you can follow us on the Crumbs pod on Instagram. Give us a rating on Apple or Spotify. And that is it for Chocolate Slash Cake 2.0 week. Woo! Before we go, I would very quickly like to ask both of our international travellers, what is the best baked good that you've eaten in your respective countries that you visited? Hamish, go. Fucking easy. Um, the banana cream tart from Tartine in San Francisco. Holy shit. So Yum. good. That sounds amazing. What about you, Tom? So, actually, funny you should say that, Courtney, um, because my find this this holiday in Melbourne, Loon, the croissantery, fucking phenomenal. And then I posted it online. Everyone's like, oh, my God, you've been there. Like, oh, I love that place. This is on my, like, wish list, like, um, whatever. And it was they were amazing. It was amazing. They, they are an incredible place. All right, so if you're travelling abroad, those are the recommendations from The Crumbs. If you come into Masterton... Courtney, will make you a really lovely vanilla cake. <laughs> I've got some miso cake in the fridge that you guys can have. All right, peace out, guys. The Crumbs. 